Hi, this is James Clary from the Clarification Podcast. We really appreciate you sharing and watching our videos. If you feel so inclined, we could really use your help. You know, we spend hours and sometimes days researching these topics. And as much as we love it, we could really use your support. If you're on Spotify, go to our channel and there's a link where you can donate. Or if you're inclined, go to our website, which is clarification, that's C-L-A-R-Y, vacation.com, and there's a one-time donation button for PayPal. We really appreciate your support. And now, our feature presentation. Hey everybody, it's the Clarification Podcast. I'm your host, James Clary, along with Russell. How you doing, Russell? Yeah, Good to give me dogs. Yep, yep, we gotta do forgot. the dogs. So, uh, we're back in the studio after a short hiatus. Uh, most of our viewers probably didn't notice, but uh, we did. We had to do a couple marathon recordings because Russell's on the road, but we're back on a regular yeah. schedule. And uh, it's good to be back. It is. It's nice. It's good to Not see to be you. Pressed, you know. Either. Yeah, we tried to remember. We once. tried to do one where you were in your truck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> tried to record. Yeah, it worked out so well. I, where we did it, and then you just can't screen record. Like it doesn't catch the audio on a FaceTime. Yeah, which yeah. kind of seems silly because you can't on everything else. Well, and as you know, most creators, <clears throat> I guess we we actually fall into that now. Mm -hmm. uh, no, audio is more important than video. Exactly. Yeah, you and know, it was it was just it was just a FaceTime conversation screen recorded is all it would have been. So it would have been bad. Well, you might have had have been all right. I can't remember. I, I don't know. I have a setup at home, but it's not. I just like being in your studio. It's yeah, a great it's a place. More fun. So anyway, today's program, we're talking about something that is a conspiracy. It's not a theory because it's been proven. I mean, it's there's no question that what we're going to talk about historically has happened. And we're going to talk about the big fat problem with sugar and uh, probably be the title of this show and fat capitalized FAT because this is the fat versus sugar war and how it came about, uh, what were the motivations, how the USDA and the government got involved and really what are the implications and what it's done to society because all anybody has to do is look around them and you'll see the results of this. It's Americans are dying. And I say Americans, I mean the Western diet particularly, but uh, you look at myself. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm getting healthier, but I'm still a minimum 50 pounds overweight. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of weight to carry around. Sure. And when you're 62, almost 62, uh, got a bad knee, I mean, that extra weight on my knees just kills me, you know? And yeah. it is amazing, though. You can reverse this. And we'll talk some about that. But so there's a, there's a graph. I think it's pick two. Let's pull that up. So if you look at that graph on the right, and we'll talk about this guy on the left because he's the – son of a bitch that started all this so <clears throat> there's uh, at the bottom you've got the date so it starts around 1925 and this is the uh deaths the 
by heart disease and other diseases. So in 1925, uh, you know, in the city of Minneapolis, this is one city, there was eight, roughly 800 deaths due to heart disease, and other diseases was, what, 4,200? Mm-hmm. And eventually, it rises up, and heart disease becomes more and more prevalent. Now, you have to think about back in the 20s, where did people primarily get their food? Well, yeah, there were, there were markets, but that food was fresh. This is pre-refrigeration. This is pre-air conditioning. This is pre-freezing. Right. Everything was fresh. Had to be. Had to be, or preserved. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you could have salted meats, smoked meats, but generally, you know, you think about those westerns we used to watch about the cattle drives. You know, they take that cattle to market in Kansas City, slaughtered, and it goes to Chicago. It's going overnight. Now they used ice. You know how they would like ice pack it. Yeah, carve out huge blocks of ice, put sawdust on it, mm-hmm. and to keep it insulated. That's how they kept stuff cold. You know, an ice box mm-hmm. is the old term for a refrigerator. And a guy came along once a week, put this big block. People don't realize this. Modern kids like, what? Yeah, they put a block of ice in the bottom of this metal box. And it had a drain. Mm-hmm. And that ice would melt, but it would keep stuff cold. And then every week he'd come in, he'd replace it, put a new block of ice in there. Isn't that weird yeah. to think well, about? Ice man, yeah. The ice box. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. So... Anyway, it wasn't until we discovered com- uh, compressors and Freon and mm-hmm. modern refrigeration until we fixed all that. So my point is, in the 20s, food was fresh. Okay, meat was fresh. You bought your produce fresh, and, and it wasn't processed. And it wasn't until World War I really started this stuff. It was in World War I that they had to learn to process food. For the battlefield. Right. Yeah. At mass levels. Before the armies levels. didn't get that big to where you needed huge amounts of... Right. Because before it was like salt pork and all this stuff. Salt would be your preservative. Breads, yes. Yeah, hardtack. Yeah. Hardtack. Yeah, in the Civil War eras, yeah. And so, you know... And you got to think about the Industrial Revolution, mm-hmm. which took place in the late 1800s. So all this led up to... The Industrial Revolution was when America became mechanized, you know, and first it was steam engines, and then these plants were built. You know, you can look at the old uh, videos of a steel plant in in Cleveland, you know, back in 1920. It's crazy. America was coming into its own, and technology at that time, things like refrigeration, the automobile, I mean, all these things revolutionized, the gas engine, uh, revolutionized the whole food industry, and food producers began to grow. And yeah, as did the population, and res- as a result, and right. So it was kind of a vicious circle. Absolutely. This is a guy named Ansel Keys. In 1955, Eisenhower was president, and on September 26th, he had a heart attack. Now it was a massive heart attack. He survived. On that same day, stock markets plummeted 6%. It was the worst day for the market since World War II. This is 1956. 
over 10 years after the end of the war. President Eisenhower, despite being a war hero, having access to the world's best doctors, was still vulnerable to, the, to heart disease. And from 1900 to the 50s, coronary heart disease had skyrocketed in the United States. People just, heart attacks now, it's like, oh, well, that's how you die. You have a heart attack. But it wasn't always that way. You know, people didn't have heart attacks. They were kind of unusual, mm-hmm. you know, because if you think about heart attacks have to do with clogged arteries and cholesterol, which we're going to get into all of that. People didn't know why. Why have all of a sudden people dying from heart attacks? You make the same case about cancer today, which we've touched on it in past shows, and we'll get into it in more depth in future shows. But look, we're not a health food show, but this we we are kind of a conspiracy show. Yeah. And this, to me, this is the one of the biggest and the, definitely the top ten all-time conspiracy. So in 1952, this guy Ansel Keys was on the cover of Time magazine physiologist Ansel Keys, and he was on the cover because he claimed to have come up with the connection between food and heart disease, and his ultimate conclusions were that fat, primarily animal fats, what we call saturated fats, were the cause of heart disease, and he had, there was some good reason to support that, and it was basically that cholesterol was found in plaque. So they would do uh, autopsies of people that have died of heart disease. And they would find around their hearts and the arteries leading to the heart this stuff called plaque. And it's just like the plaque on your teeth, kind of. It's this buildup. So if you've got a vein or an artery, actually arteries like pump, I think oxygenated blood, veins pump, unoxygenated so it's this but but anyway if you've got an artery that's you know that big around camera that big around and and it gets plaque it gets smaller and smaller until the heart can't receive blood flow because of this plaque buildup and i'm simplifying this greatly so in these autopsies they would find that this plaque was made primarily of a substance called cholesterol and they then looked at animal. They knew that animal fats were made primarily of, primarily of cholesterol. So if you think about a hunk of fat on the end of your strip steak, that white substance, fat, mm-hmm. is primarily cholesterol. Well, then they find that same thing clogging the arteries to the heart. Well, you can see where the assumption would come out. Well, that's what causes it. When you eat that, it's somehow pumped into your blood system, you know, but that didn't take into effect the whole digestive system. Sure. Yep. You know, things that you eat just don't go directly into your blood. Some things do, you know, drugs, chemicals, mm-hmm. you drink alcohol, but even, even that stuff is processed by organs and the liver and it, and it changes and it metastasizes. So he did, Keyes did a study and it's, Famous. It's called the Seven Country Study. And I wonder if, we, I think we may have a graph of this. Yeah, so here we go. Uh, on the left, this is Key's graph in the Seven Country Study. And you see Italy, England, Australia, Canada, USA, Japan. And you notice Japan, 
this is deaths by 1,000 of degenerative heart disease, deaths by heart disease. Well, you notice Japan is at the lowest. Now, Japan got most of, Japanese people at that time got most of their calories from rice and uh, non-fat, well, I say non-fatty, I mean tuna is pretty fatty, but rice and fish, primarily rice. So, and, and Americans were eating a ton of red meat at that time. And so you see, wow, okay, Americans eat the most red meat. Here's the graph. They've got the most heart disease. And then England, Canada, Australia, they're the next biggest consumers of red meat and animal fats. So he made the court, there's a correlation between the consumption of animal fats and heart disease. The problem is, in science, one of the main tenets is correlation does not lead to causation, okay? Correla- yeah, and this is a great example. that You could say that, you know, this is a, a, a funny meme that of sunburn and popsicles. It turns out that most of the kids who had been sunburned in this graph had also eaten popsicles, therefore... Popsicles cause sunburn. Well, we know that's bullshit. It just so happens the kids outside in the summer like popsicles, and that's the same time you get sunburned. So to say that eating animal fat is what caused heart disease was just bad science. Yet Time Magazine puts him on the cover of Time, said we figured it out. So what happened? What was the result of these studies in the 50s and Eisenhower's heart attack. That, that was a seminal moment in history, the heart attack, because every thought, everybody thought we are going to lose our president. So America was terrified of getting a heart attack. So it then became the war on fat. Now, Russell, you probably remember some, and it's still around. Look, the, the, the war on fat hasn't ended completely, and we'll, we'll get into that. But I remember when this happened in 1980, the USDA came out with new dietary guidelines. It took that long, over 20 years, for this to trickle down. Fat is bad, fat is bad, fat is bad. So in 1980, the government actually completely embraced this. The American Heart Association completely embraced this. They all said, you've got to stop eating animal fats. And that's when veganism, vegetarianism became a, a huge part of the lexicon but more importantly you'd go into the grocery store everything was low fat or non-fat i remember shopping oh good this is non-fat i gotta buy that diet soda there was no such thing as diet soda in 1958 what didn't exist who would drink a freaking diet soda i remember going to the lake and loading up our red coleman cooler you had Coke, you had 7-Up, and you had Dr. Pepper. Well, it's like, you know, they bring it back now. It's like made with real sugar, and it's got a 70s design can right. on it. <laughs> you know? Real sugar. And so all of those things, diet sodas, low-fat, non-fat, were all a result of Ansel Keys. Now, it turns out we found out later that he was paid by the sugar industry. So what do you do? Fat is very satiating. That means when you eat, a steak, you feel full compared in ounces to like a bowl of rice. 
steak and fat. Fat is satiating. And satiating, all that means is it satisfies your hunger. It comes from the word satisfy, satiating. Satisfies your hunger. So if you took six ounces of steak versus six ounces of rice, you're going to feel fuller if you eat the fat. So what did the these big, now at this point, you know, we're in the 60s, 70s, 80s, we've got these massive corporations that produce food. And it's even less today. You know, the whole, the last 50 years, we've seen bigger companies uh, gobble up smaller companies, right? Now, and actually, and jumping ahead a little bit, but now actually 10 corporations control all the food production in the world. 10. Yeah, now there's we there's this is a uh, little graph that shows there's the ten on the left where it says food one two three four five six seven eight nine ten ten companies produce all the food and then you see there's only ten companies that pretty p- produce all the healthcare products you know Novartis P and Procter and Gamble then the retail you know from Costco to Whole Foods Walmart. Uh, and then you, you see the American Heart Association is funded by the very corporations. And then you look at the American Diabetes Association is funded by those retail and other corporations. So there's this confluence between the NGOs. But the, the one thing that's missing is in that graph that should be in there is governmental agencies. Because one thing we've talked about on this program, and I've thrown my notes out the window, by the way. <laughs> one thing we've talked about on this program a lot is regulatory capture. And just a quick reminder to our audience, the government agencies that are charged with regulating industry, businesses, have been captured by the very businesses they're charged to regulate. So the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, the USDA, which is the United States Department of Agriculture, these very regulatory agencies are run by the people they're supposed to regulate. And it's true across the board. Big Pharma runs the NIH and the FDA. They fund all the government studies. I mean, it's just such bullshit. And it's, you know what, it should be, everyone should be outraged that the FDA commissioner was a former Bing Pharma guy or that the head of uh, Pfizer used to work for the FDA. I mean, it's just not right. should be a law against this. No lobbyist should be able to get in government and vice versa. And it's, you know what? It's all about the money. That's how politicians get elected. It's all connected. Politics, campaigns, and I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. It's not. There's. That's why we talk about the Uniparty, and the Uniparty is controlled by those very that last graph we showed. Those very businesses, retail, food production age. They're controlled by the same, and it is a conspiracy. So I got sidetracked a little bit. So what do you do to replace fat? That's very satiating. You use sugar. So this goes back to big sugar. When I say big sugar, sugar is a very powerful lobby. And, if you know, when I first got healthy, I say first was, uh, what are we in, 2012, I was facing a divorce after 27 years of marriage, and I decided I was was about 80 pounds overweight. And uh, so I started, really I've been researching this for over 10 years. So 
Uh, I did drop 90 pounds. Unfortunately, after five years of keeping it off, I started slowly. I got into my old habits, started drinking beer again, which I had stopped completely any alcohol. But my research led me to a lot of interesting things. The first thing was to start reading food labels. You will never see, and even when I was heavy, am heavy right now, and before I've made this new uh, commitment to getting healthy again, you know, even three years ago, I still read food labels, and I don't eat crap. I don't drink soda. I haven't had a soda in 15 years probably, but at least 10. Uh, definitely don't drink diet soda. But, you know, you saw firsthand what aspartame did to me. Yeah, that was pretty wild. Yeah, I was chewing the sugar-free gum, and I'd lose my voice on the show. Mm-hmm. I couldn't swallow. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. It was odd. I'd sit here, and I'd have to take a sip of water. Someone even comments, like, great to see you drinking all that water. And I'm like, I'm drinking this water because something's wrong. Because yeah, you're poisoned. <laughs> yeah, I was being poisoned by this aspartame. But that's another story. Um, so, I, and, But it's not, really, because all this has to do with processed foods. The sugar industry replaced fats. Now, I'm sure this hurt cattle farmers and dairy farmers to a certain degree because people, you know, they started taking all the fat out of dairy. So that's what, you know, there was no such thing as as 2% milk. People don't realize this. There was whole, whole milk, half and half, and heavy cream. Mm-hmm. But before 1960, that's all you had. There was no 1%, 2% low fat and, and I'm telling my listeners, if you're trying to lose weight and you're trying to get healthy, do not drink those products. They're terrible for you. Did they replace the fat with something else? Sugar. Sugar. There's okay. sugar in milk. But the, the main thing is, is that the way they process them to remove those natural butter fats, which are butter fat. Butter comes from uh, cow's milk, Right. The only dairy I use, and I use it very sparingly, is a little heavy cream in my coffee in the morning. I use about, I drink about two tablespoons of heavy cream every day. Um, <clears throat> that's it. Now, I will, I've just started introducing, I eat a little cheese. Um, cheese is fine. Because once again, cheese, I'm a diabetic, type 2, which I say I probably always will be. But I, I have already, in three weeks, I've got that under control. I'm off all diabetic meds. That's nice. And my blood sugar count is way down. Hmm. Well, those meds, the meds trick your body. That's the problem. They're actually worse for you in the long run. In short term, they'll bring bring your blood sugar down Mm -hmm. when you're real high. But in the long term, if you don't change your diet and you don't start exercising, those meds will kill you as quickly as anything. What about uh, insulin? I mean, isn't can't you just use insulin to to yeah, solve we'll, all that? Yeah, we'll get into. Well, we can talk about it. I mean, insulin resistance. So, what happens when you metabolize sugar? It's kind of a a long process, but the pancreas is what produces insulin. Sure. And insulin is your body's natural defense against too much sugar. Insulin is like the kryptonite to sugar. And what does too much sugar do to you? Like, what's the... Well, we know now that sugar, uh, anything that's not used for energy, which is like walking around, talking, you know, all those things require energy. Even digestion requires it. Any extra is stored as fat. So it converts to... It converts to fat. 
So, and that's what, so way, that's what these that. guys <laughs> didn't realize in the study. And you, you, I appreciate you bringing it up because that's the main point. The fat in the arteries, the plaque in the arteries, this cholesterol wasn't caused by animal fats. It was caused by sugar. Excess sugar. Excess sugar turns to fat. Peep ten what type of fat? Because there's mold. Is it the bad type of fat? I see? Nah, you're thinking two types of cholesterol, I believe. Oh, well, uh, there's really saturated only, and the other one. Those are types well, yeah, of but those are intakes. They're not in your body. Your body doesn't have. Uh, different types of fat. Your body uh, just has okay. animal. You're an animal. Yeah, true. Okay. So you have animal gotcha. fat. Okay. You intake different fats. Like saturated is animal fat. Monosaturated is uh, vegetable fat. Olive oil mm-hmm. is a great example. Now, polyunsaturated, which that this is another part of this whole thing that the food industry did that has just killed us. Margarine. Napoleon, the margarine actually came out of the Napoleonic Wars. Mm-hmm. Napoleon had told the scientists in France, you know, butter's a staple in France. Mm-hmm. You eat butter with your bread, you know, and soldiers were primarily ate bread and butter. Well, butter wouldn't last on a 30-day march. So he, he had a contest with the people of France to come up with a substitute for butter. That would last in a soldier's pack for 30 days or however long. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So the first, the winner was a product that used beef tallow. And beef tallow is just fat, beef yeah. fat. And so the first margarines were made from beef tallow. And then they used a type of uh, some offshoot. I can't, what, I can't remember what it was, but something to color it so it looked like butter. Mm. Because beef tallow is white. Right, right. If you look, like I said, the fat yeah, on your strip steak, it's fat. white. Yeah. Right, rendered fat. So they use something. Now, the problem is beef beef tallow at room temperature is what? It's a solid. But beef tallow during World War II and World War I became uh, very scarce. The soldiers needed all those animal products. So the regular consumers back in America couldn't get the fake butter made from beef tallow. So they had to come up with some other process. So we had all these seed oils. You know, and the easiest one to think about is, uh, well, you've heard of linseed oil or cottonseed oil. Right. The seeds of plants contain oils. And if you take cotton seeds, for instance, they're these tiny little seeds, but if you take a million of them and you press them, this oil comes out. The difference is between vegetable oils, you've heard of vegetable oil, mm-hmm. right? And beef tallow is whether they're solid or liquid at room temperature. Seed oils are liquid, like vegetable oil. Right. You think yeah, about yeah, it, room yeah, temperature yeah, yeah. liquid. Beef tallow, you put that in your cabinet, it's a solid. You could spread it on bread. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had to come up with a way... If they wanted to use seed oils for margarine, which they did because they were out of beef tallow, they had to come up with a way. So you've heard of hydrogenation, hydrogenated oil. Mm -hmm. What they did is they pumped a bunch of uh, hydrogen molecules into Uh, the seed oils. That kind of coagulate it? Yes, exactly. That made it a solid. So you're just eating oil. Yeah, you're eating seed oils. And the first product... That came out of that was Crisco. 
Right. Procter and Gamble. There's your old buddy. Mm-hmm. Procter and Gamble came out with Crisco, and I'm trying to remember when that was. It was in the pretty early on, right? Yeah. So anyway, it was in the fifties. Um, they came out with Crisco. Now you have to think. I mean, how is a chef? I use Crisco for so many things. I mean, you can't bake biscuits without Crisco. You know. You think, well, what did people use before then? Well, they used two things. They used butter. They used lard. And lard is rendered pork fat. Right. Okay? So lard was the most common thing that biscuits and anything that requires uh, pie crust is the other thing I'm thinking of. You know, and if you've ever made a dough like that, you take the, the lard or the Crisco, which is a solid. It's not liquid. And if you poured liquid vegetable oil into flour and mixed it up, you'd get the stuff. You wouldn't get the flakiness. The flakiness comes out in a biscuit or pie dough for this reason. When you take the solid and you use, let's say, you use two forks, you can actually do that to incorporate it in the flour. You're chopping up the solid and you're mixing it with the flour, but there's tiny little pieces of that solid. So when you bake it, that tiny piece melts and it creates layers in the oh. dough. That's where flakiness is layers. No kidding. If you didn't, if you didn't do that, if you use this like vegetable oil to make a pie dough, there'd be no flakiness. It would be just solid. It wouldn't flake. Right. So that's where that came out. So Procter and Gamble did this huge marketing campaign with the government right behind it because. Remember, lard was an animal fat. We had just said, Ansel Keys and all of his research, animal fats are terrible. Lard, lard was like public no, enemy number one. You notice up until 10 years ago, you couldn't even find lard anymore. I remember being kind and of And it's weird still hard to find. Yep. Grocery stores carry it. Yeah, I just found uh, they sell bacon grease now. Like at high, it's basically lard. Yeah, it's just but rendered. It's yeah. just the you know rendered fat from bacon, and that is so much more healthy. Oh, and lard is than Chris. So this Crisco uses hydrogenation. Well, what happens when you put these hydrogen molecules? It your body can't digest this shit. It's poison. Now we know this. Now we didn't know it then. We thought Crisco was healthy because it wasn't fat, right? right? Yeah. Because it wasn't made from an animal fat. It was made from vegetable fats. Now we know, and it took years to get this across. Now we know that these fake fats, hydrogenated, are just terrible for you. And and honestly, most vegetable oils you see in the store do not I do not buy them. And I'm talking the liquid Crisco, canola oil. Safflower oil, the only oils that are actually healthy or healthier for sure are like the uh, walnut oil, avocado oil, olive oil. It's where they take the plant matter and press it and get the oil out, and there's nothing else done to it. The problem with these others, they they use this hydrogenation process or other process, not the hydrogenation, I'm sorry. They use heat to get all the oil out. That's why olive oil, you should it should say cold press. You get extra virgin. All that means is it's the first oil from the pressing of the olives. Yeah. 
The second, third pressings, they use high heat. Same process they use on all the other stuff. Yes, and that it's just sense. not as it's not as healthy. It's process. You want that pure early. It's worth the money to get the extra virgin olive oil. So in cooking now, I use avocado oil and olive. Oil. And avocado oil is expensive, but I use it very sparingly. I also have lard now, and I have butter. Well, Butter's great. Butter, and you know, even cooking with that bacon grease stuff I was talking about. Yeah. Just it's way easier to cook with because it's like the smoke points are a lot higher than you know butters or fake oils or stuff. Um, it's just better, I think. That's awesome. Well, and that uh, I didn't know you could buy that, so I'm gonna get. Some. It's the first time I've ever seen it, and it's it's great. But it you see really how things good. are moving. People are figuring mm-hmm. it out. So yep. back to this this whole uh, conspiracy. So then, then, you know, the next thing is not just the animal fats, but there was this huge thing about cholesterol, that cholesterol is a bad thing. And once again, they made the connection. What egg yolks, egg yolks are primarily made of cholesterol. That's one of the main ingredients. Really? Yeah. Well, so then they find cholesterol in this plaque, right? Well, what does that mean? Oh, egg yolks bad. For years, it was like egg whites only use the whites. <laughs> well, I know. And we know all this now. We know how healthy egg yolks. Eggs are one of the most nutritious, best things you can eat. Mm-hmm. Now, you may be a, a vegan or vegetarian. It's fine. Don't eat them. But if you're not, you want to get healthy. I do uh, hard-boiled eggs. Yeah. I, I do a dozen of them. It's a great yep. snack, too. Oh, wonderful. Up. Like, it just takes a couple to fill and, you up. And, you know, it's just killer. Yeah, mm-hmm. two hard-boiled eggs in a bowl. You can heat them up if you want. I put some extra virgin olive oil, mm-hmm. a little salt, yeah. boom, butter salt, if I want. Hot sauce on there. Hot sauce, yeah. Uh, I mean, I love it. Mm-hmm. And that's all you need. And, yeah, two of them fills you up. Honestly, my go-to lunch is a hard-boiled egg, an avocado, and some chicken meat from a roast chicken. I can That's get a whole much. chicken for eight bucks at, at uh, the store, and I try. I usually spend twelve and get the organic mm-hmm. chicken because I don't like all well, the. Eat, that's several meals. Oh, dude, for me, it's delicious. Yeah, it's a week. Yeah, one whole chicken can, feeds me for the, a week. Uh, you know, drippings and take all that and do all kinds of stuff. So you Absolutely, from that. Yep, and I save it. And if you want, you can pull the. Uh, the fat, once you refrigerate it, the fat comes off the top, and you can use that fat in cooking. It's good. It's healthy. Yeah. You should eat it. Then what's below is the flavor, which you're right. You put it in a sauce, or mm-hmm. it's great. It's, it's good stuff. So anyway, that I mean, that's my go-to lunch. Every day I have an avocado, chicken, and egg salad so with olive oil, lemon, and some salt and pepper. So, I mean, was there a period where they were just – out, outright lying there was about a, eggs because it seems oh, like eggs oh, have totally. always been a, Dude, been they a, were lying. Okay, I these, remember the egg white thing, but I thought he, that was a higher end. Here kind were the of no, it was deal. because of the yolk and cholesterol. Right, but I just you always hear about like at least in my life. Yeah, I've only heard like celebrities like oh we just eat the egg whites or you know it's just a real high end kind like nobody everybody else just ate eggs. Well, that's because most people couldn't afford to separate them and all that. It was it was because egg yolks were thought to be bad for you. That's why. Gotcha. Okay. Here are the other things that were the number one targets as bad food. Avocados, horrible for you. Why? Avocados, as far as fruit, I, you know, is it a fruit or is it a vegetable? I'll call it a fruit. Were one of the highest in fat coconuts. Coconut oil was considered to be deadly. Really? Yeah, these are fats. 
This was sure. the war yeah, on yeah. fat. Right. Anything that had a lot of fat was considered to cause heart disease. We know now it was the sugar. Go back to that. They, oh, that's it. Is that the one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Ansel Keys on the left, this is his famous seven-country study. So he said it was fats. But then you look to the right, what he didn't say, sh- look at sugar consumption. It lines up perfectly with the same seven countries. Japan had the lowest sugar consumption, followed by Italy, France, Germany, Switzerland. Who had the most? United States. Let's go to that graph that shows the uh, 1980. Uh, keep going. I think it's right here. Yeah, this, this is crazy. So in 1980, the United States Department of Agriculture came out with new dietary guidelines. Like I said, it takes the government a little while to catch up. This is a direct result from Ansel Key's study. 1980, the launch of the dietary guidelines for America. And you look at the percentage of overweight and obese people. In 1980, uh, was it 40? A little under 50%. A little under 50% of people. So more than half of Americans were not overweight in 1980. Now let's go back to there for a second. Look at 2010, 75%. And now, to 12 years later, it's close to 85%. 85% of Americans are overweight. You've got children with fatty liver disease. So we talked about what happens to sugar. It's stored as fat. Okay, in alcoholics, because alcohol has so much sugar. So if you're an alcoholic, you're drinking sugar, right? Mm-hmm. It, where is that fat stored? Yes, it's stored in your gut. Yes, it's stored in women, primarily in their thighs and their hips. And, you know, these are evolutionary things because, you know, man had to store fat. If he kill, made a kill out on the savannah, he stored that fat because lean times were coming and he would need it for energy. Fat equals energy. Well, if you continue to feed that, you never burn it up and you get obese. Well, children now have fatty liver disease. That was only found in alcoholics even 30 years ago. No one but alcoholics ever had fatty liver disease. It was unheard of. Mm. And fat. what happens with fatty liver, eventually it leads to cirrhosis. And once you have cirrhosis, the damage is done. You cannot reverse it. Now, I will tell you right now, you can reverse fatty liver disease. The, the other thing that we see in correlation with the advent of sugar, obesity, type 2 diabetes. I mean, diabetes is common in children today. It's common. Yeah. That's crazy. I even knew, well, is there a natural part of it? Because I know kids that weren't overweight, overweight. I mean, maybe it's just part of the, maybe their pancreas doesn't doesn't work too. But I knew some kids I went to school with that were athletes and fine that had uh you know, diabetes. Oh, you're talking type one. There's two types of diabetes. Yeah, maybe we ought to explain type two. That, I don't well, know type one is a genetic. You're born with it. Just your pancreas doesn't work, and you don't produce insulin. Yeah, and I don't much. know that. I yeah, right. Yeah, okay. right. And that's why you have to take okay. insulin. So type type one's a regular kind of. I mean, it's it's yeah, just, it's but you know what? I I need to research. I guarantee you, there's a reason more people have type one. It has to do with diet, chemicals, and the environment. Are you born with type one? Yeah, or, or you're born can with you acquire it? it? Or is the only no, one you can acquire? That's is the type deal. Two? Type two is the acquired one. 
Okay. Which is what I have. Got you. Okay. So at some point you picked this up because you. Yeah, and I had insulin? signals of this years ago, but they were just precursors. And the thing is, it if you catch it before it goes into full blown diabetes. Now I've never taken insulin. Fortunately, I've never gotten to that point. Yeah. I've heard that and maybe this is kind of BS, but is it genetic? Like, I know the first type one sounds like it's genetic. Is type two? Oh yeah, there's there's genetic? definitely genetic markers that make you more likely to get it. See, it's like you. I mm-hmm. think you. And I saw a picture of your dad. Was he pretty? Yeah, he, he wasn't he a fat, right? Sick, no. Now my mom has diabetes though, and my grandpa had diabetes. But you have your father's physique, right? So I'm more likely to be on his side, but it's always something I wondered about because it's like, do am I? Well, am my I, uncles were both very overweight. We have the same type of body. We both look. I'm almost 62. My hair is so thick. I'll never lose my hair. Those are genetic. More I got from sure. my uncles. My one died of heart disease. The other died of cancer. Gotcha. And I know this, and that's why I'm trying to reverse. And I should have done this a long time ago. But I look. I don't want to die of heart disease or a stroke. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing everything but, I can to reverse then, that. Heart disease is also considered genetic, right? Well, it's, or is that just when you say genetic? Because, well, when you do life insurance, you know, you do life insurance. Is there a history of heart disease right. in your family? Okay, let's let's talk the difference between something you're born with, genetic. You're going to have like blue eyes. You don't mm-hmm. change that. There's those types of genes. But remember, we've talked a little bit about this. Genes are not static anymore. We know this now. It used to be thought that these genetics determined everything about you and bruce lipton was the one that kind of coined epigenetics that term and i think i talked to you about it where you put the same gene into two different environments and they turn into two different things right so the environment you might be born with a gene that makes you more predisposed to heart disease but Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean for sure you're going to have it blue eyes you're going to have them See the difference? Yeah, yeah. So when they're asking that in those things, they're you you're have a gene a that makes you more predisposed. You're more likely to have a heart and attack. And that's because that make sense? of genetic disposition, or is it because yeah. they're looking at a lifestyle of no, no? It's because like of genetic that. predisposition. Okay, okay. You're more likely to have a heart attack. You know, it's like my uncles. I'm more likely to have their body type, which was fat, mm-hmm. and. You know, it's weird, though. They had a different... They were like... Their legs were fat. You know, the different kind of person that has... I've never had fat in my legs, ever. I have these skinny bird legs. (laughs) Yeah, that is... You know? I've never had it in my ass. I've got the... I have no ass. I mean, it's like (laughs) this. You know? My old buddy in college, Clary, you got no ass. You know? It's just flat. You know? But... you know, people store fat differently, and that's a genetic deeper... uh, Predisposition. Thank you. I stored in my gut, but I also stored in my neck, my scalp. See, I've already lost it in my scalp. I'll never forget this. The first time I went through this, I'm washing my hair one day, and I'm like, my head feels different. Mushy? No. Like you're washing your head? No, before it felt normal. Now it, it, it felt, I guess it felt mushy before. Now it doesn't. It's like hard. Straight to your skull. Straight to my skull. Whereas before, I never noticed. I didn't notice it before. I noticed it now. There's nothing else up there. I guarantee you I had a thin layer of fat right. under my scalp. It was just a place where my body stored it. That's gone now. I've mm-hmm. lost a lot right here. It's interesting that you're, everybody's body stores it different. in a different place. Yeah. How, I, and some of that? Well, some of it's uh, evolutionary. Women store it in their hips and because it helps with childbirth. Mm. 
Men stored in their guts probably because it was the best place to carry it when you're out on a hunt. You don't want to carry it in somewhere right. that made it harder to travel Arms or whatever. Or, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, makes sense. You know? So, I don't know. It's That is kind of weird. But, so, the whole cholesterol thing, it's led to... Uh, what I started to say is what you've seen with the growth of the sugar industry, you've seen the the health decline of Americans. And I mean, we're at a crisis level with obesity and all everything that it brings and the fatty liver disease, type 2 diabetes, uh, just horrible hormonal and all these other diseases. What you've seen is this massive growth in what else? The pharmaceutical industry and the medical care industry. I think I read, I've got it written down somewhere that Americans spend it's like seventeen trillion dollars on these diseases that are completely avoidable, type two diabetes and uh, let me see if I've got text. Yeah, so you have this vicious circle of corruption between. These NGOs, the American Heart Association, the American Diabetes, the American Cancer Society, Big Food, and Big Pharma. Oh, here's that note I said. Yeah, Procter & Gamble gave $17 million to the American Heart Association to promote Crisco back in the 50s. $17 wow. million would be like, a you know, I don't know, $200 million today. Right. Um, Kellogg. And I'm back. I'm I'm jumping around a little bit, but so what became really popular were were carbohydrate diets. So if you take animal fats out and you it's just all carbs. You still need the energy. You still have to replace right. the food, the fat with something else. Right, and so you did it with carbohydrates. The problem is if you don't, once again, any energy you don't use gets stored as fat, and that's what causes. And you look at. Start looking at labels. Oh, my God. I, I was in Dollar General the other day or something. And, you know, you look at some of the purchases people are making. And I, I'm not. I'm just. It breaks my heart because these people have. These people. Everybody in America has been tricked into thinking that it's okay to eat this way. Just turn on your television set. What are the commercials? Uh, They're all for crap. Taco Bell, fast food, Coca-Cola, Wonder Bread, all this. It's all crap. As the economy gets worse, guess what's going to (laughs) happen? Yeah. It's like this is the only thing you can afford is the cheap stuff. It's not cheap to eat healthy. Well, no. See, I disagree with that. I mean, I'm going to take for this reason. I understand what you're saying. Grass-fed beef, for instance, is very expensive. But, like I said, I can get a whole chicken for 8 bucks. Now, it's not the organic, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have to, you know, you have to kind of take, there's a balance there. And, and one of the things, and, you know, my friend Paul will kill me for saying this because he's an organic farmer, and he believes people should spend the money. But sometimes, Paul, you just don't have it. If you're going, I, I suggest you try and eat organic whenever possible. Mm-hmm. When choosing vegetables for instance whether to eat something organic or not i would always favor eating organic on things that go directly into your mouth and then into your body for instance spinach and lettuces Mm -hmm. 
buy organic for sure. Because, uh, as opposed to, say, a cantaloupe or an avocado. Because an avocado has a shell. You don't eat that. Right, right. So where's the insecticide? Now, granted, the insecticide will go through the shell into the avocado, but there's not as much of there's it. There's at least a layer Spinach, right. That there's insecticide's going straight on that leaf. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. So when you're choosing, if you had to choose, I can buy some organic, some not. Buy the organic of the stuff that has a shell, bananas which I wouldn't recommend eating bananas if you want to lose weight because they're very high in fructose. But remember, there's two types of sugar. Well, there's more than two, but the two we're going to concern ourselves with, fructose and sucrose. Fructose is found naturally in fruits, like bananas. Uh, carb complex, there's simple carbohydrates, complex carbohydrates. Simple carbohydrates are like sugar, honey, and, you know, you've heard all this calories in, calories out stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it all comes down to this in weight loss. Like, however many, let's say you take in 1,000 calories. If you burn 1,200 calories by doing a workout and you're, just remember, just sitting in a chair, where you and I are burning calories right now. Mm-hmm. Even if we weren't talking, your body's burning calories because yeah. it does certain things. When you sleep, you burn a lot of calories, believe it or not. Just thinking. Yeah. Your, mind, your brain uses it. Yeah, but just just the to keep your heart your heart pumping, breathing, all those things burn calories. So anyway, my point is the calories in, calories out is bullshit for this reason. If you take a thousand calories in and you do it with a cup of white sugar, and I take a thousand calories in with an avocado, a little piece of chicken, and some uh, some nuts and we do that for a month, who's going to be sick and who's going to be healthy? I'm going to be healthy. You're going to be sick as a dog. If you lived on white sugar for a month, it'd probably kill you. Sugar is poison. Go to that book that I had up. So in 1972, a guy named Yudkin, John Yudkin wrote, yeah, there he is, wrote a book called Sweet and Dangerous. Uh, the new facts about sugar you eat, its cause of heart disease, diabetes, and other killers. This book was immediately attacked by the big sugar. you got to understand, it goes back to politics, too. The lobbyists, Procter & Gamble, all these, the sugar manufacturers, all these major food companies that was using sugar in place of fat gave millions to politicians, to the American Heart Association. It's not just regulatory capture, it's NGO capture. NGO, non-governmental organization. American Heart Association has been totally co-opted. The American Lung Association. Right now, the American Lung Association is running ads about vaping. Even though there's, they said, did you know vapes contain as much nicotine as a cigarette? What they failed to point out in those ads is that nicotine ain't what killed people with cigarettes. It wasn't the nicotine. The nicotine was yeah. the addictive agent. Well, the same thing as the sugar versus fat. The it's the exact same yeah. thing. I'm seeing it replete, re- repeated with vaping, and you know why? Big, who's doing that? It's Big Tobacco. Yep. Big Tobacco controls the American Lung Association. So now they're going after vaping. Why? They want people to smoke cigarettes. People are stopping cigarettes. Right. Exactly. I'm one of them. (laughs) I got to vape. See it? I'll take a hit. There it is. 
easy now. You know that uh, it's not good for you, according to the American Lung Association. I saw uh, a study where they did a thousand hits of a vape and blew them through a white towel and a thousand hits of cigarette. The vape, the towel was white. The cigarette, the towel was black. I'm sure it's gross. You ever it's put a cigarette t- in a in a water bottle? Oh yeah, it's Disgust, disgusting. Dude. It's, it's the tar, the hours. it's the tar and the chemicals in cigarettes that cause emphysema and lung cancer. It wasn't the nicotine. The nicotine's the addictive agent. So the American Lung Association and their new ad campaign about vaping, they're being completely disingenuous. I'm calling them out. You're effing liars. You are lying to the public. Just as the American Heart Association, pull up that picture of those foods. The American Heart Association has told us, and the USGA and the FDA have told us for years, this is how you eat. Okay, what's missing up there? There's no, there's no meat. Now, we, we kind of, you and I were like going back and forth on that well, one. We were wondering about this one. On it the could be like left. a beef jerky or something. I don't think it's jerky, though. It looks like, I don't know what it is. But it anyway, be, it's you not know, fig, you know, Not fig, but just like dried fruits or something. Yes, like that's that. what it is. That's a fig. That's exactly what it is. It's dried fruit. So they've got beans, sunflower seeds, which are okay. They've got rice. They've got quinoa. And they've got couscous and lentils. One, two, greens. three, four, five, six. Those are all high carbohydrate things. Broccoli there too didn't isn't broccoli broccoli's man-made? great. No, isn't, broccoli's great. I heard broccoli was invented. It was man made. You know anything about that? Well, look, all the vegetables we eat have been genetically modified. I guarantee you there's a wild form of broccoli. Has to be. They all I come. I've heard I don't know that there's any truth to it. I'll I can look it up. Well, quick. I can tell you this broccoli is really good I for you. I love broccoli. I think it's fine. No, but it's very good for you. Yeah. Broccoli should be in your top 10 lists to eat. Um, I eat broccoli all the time. And I buy the whole... Here's what most people do. They get that broccoli with the stem. Uh, yeah. And they cut off the stem. Right. And the stem has the most fiber and it's the healthiest part. If you take a vegetable peeler, peel the stem, just cut the very end off, and then cut that stem into like cubes. And then blanch that with the, the crown part. It's awesome. I like the stem better than oh, the other. Oh, yeah. When it's all chopped up. Yeah, it's great. Broccoli man-made. Factor fiction. Broccoli was initially man-made in controlled conditions through selective breeding. Selective breeding. It can be grown from seeds, although doesn't occur naturally. Throughout the years, broccoli has been cultivated and consumed by humans across the globe. Where did we get broccoli? And broccoli comes from the cabbage yeah. plant. Brassica or something. Uh, after eating okay, this cabbage so plant for many years, humans began to try to produce more of the proportions. So it came from a, a type of cabbage, which we knew it was in that family, and it was probably a certain cabbage did a sprout a certain way. It's like Mendelssohn's pea studies, and that, you know, and that's where we genetics grew out of that biology, but uh, biology and genetics grew out of Mendelssohn and his studies of peas and how you grow them. And it's like you get a certain type of shoot. So the, all they did was, oh, well, I like this particular cabbage, so I take the seeds from that one only and grow that. And then when you get more, you take the seeds from that one, and so you narrow it in. That's different than, like, taking a gene in a lab. People sure. have done that with plant. There's no plant. Then that's why wheat right now, people have these gluten allergies. If you could eat the original red wheat... 
that was found in the United States growing naturally, you wouldn't have a gluten allergy. It's because of the processing that makes it. They take off the healthy part, the germ on the outside of the seed, and then they bleach it. I mean, if you went into a plant where they made white flour, you'd puke. Yeah, well, we, uh, we talked it's about disgusting. this last week, maybe like like uh, these days, if you just get a regular thing of white bread, it'll last forever, it seems like. It, it's and like why cake. is that? It's just 100% sugar almost. It's it's more of a cake than it is bread as far as being made. Yeah, sugar and then preservatives and other chemicals. And we haven't even talked about that. Yes, sugar is poison. And I'm tell- that's what I'm stating. If I can't get anything else across on this broadcast, sugar's poison. Now, Read labels. Like, What's sugar that? as in the refined original sugar. sugar. Refined sugar is the process. That- Processing refined sugar. If you If people just chewed on a sugar can, I mean, look. Some natural sugar's fine, but we didn't. We didn't even finish the fructose and sucrose. Man, I get so sidetracked. <laughs> so fruit, fructose comes naturally. Fruit sucrose is more from the refined. Here's the problem, and I went into that. You eating the cup of sugar when you intake sugar, sugar like white sugar, you put it in your coffee and you drink it. That stuff because it's refined. Your body doesn't have to digest it at all. It immediately goes in your bloodstream. That's why you hear these it's spikes. So when, when your blood gets a huge spike in sugar, what, what happens? Your pancreas produces insulin to counteract that. Well, in America's modern diet, there's this constant input of this sugar, so the pancreas eventually can't produce enough insulin to counterbalance it. And that's why people have to take insulin. It's, right. They have to arm themselves. When you eat a sweet potato, for instance, or a banana, for that matter, it has fructose, but it's a complex carbohydrate. It has to be digested first. That sugar doesn't hit the bloodstream instantly. It's released over time. So most sugars that you're going to eat are going to be more or less... Well, what uh, you want to eat are complex carbohydrates. Right, but what's available easily, I mean, in the American diet is almost all... It's all sucrose, simple sugars, simple sucrose. Steps, immediately right. releasing. Okay. Right, like cupcakes and mm-hmm. uh, Coca-Cola... Fruit juice. Well, that's not sucrose. It's fructose. But fruit juice is horrible but because... It's also, but it's it's probably a hybrid because it, they just dump a bunch of sugar. Well, they add there, sugar right? to it too. But even if you do natural fruit, like if you juice your own oranges, the problem with that, you're taking all the fiber away. The fiber protects when it goes into your digestive system. The fiber makes it harder to digest. That's where it's complex. So that juice from an orange, when you eat an orange takes longer for the sugar to hit the bloodstream than just juice. Right. I would avoid fruit juices at all costs. If your kids, if you give your kids juices, stop. It's horrible. Even all juices. All All juices. juices. Terrible. Terrible for them. Terrible. One of the things you'll see, and I noticed, uh, Stella, she's already had a cavity. She's got a filling, right? Yeah, but I've... It's juices. I don't think Matt, that's a whole okay, other forget question. Stella. No, My son yeah. Matt, when he was three years old, had to be put under because he had such terrible cavities in his mouth. And yeah. you know what it was from? Juice. Uh, yeah. Maybe I those Capri Suns that every Stella's kid deal is another thing because I think that there's a dental kind of thing. Her mom got insurance, all of a sudden they want to do everything. Oh, there is that. Uh, I, I think because she did my best friend's a dentist and she said she's fine. 
And, wow, that's weird. Uh, well, and forget she went to a different one, and so I think they see that that's a different. Uh, yeah, forget that. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have brought her up. I'm bringing no, up my, but bringing yeah, up yeah. my son though. But that I, is wild. Just juice alone. And I saw Matt's bad. teeth were hurting, and he had black mark. I'm gonna tell you this though. This is something. Just as you can reverse fatty liver disease, and you can reverse it. The first thing you have to do is stop feeding it. You have to read every label. Stop the sugar input. And, and from there, stop eating high carbohydrates. Look, the Atkins diet, which was slammed by the American Heart Association, it was slammed by the USDA, it was slammed. The Atkins diet is a high-protein, low-carbohydrate diet. And it, it had such thing as eat 12 pieces of bacon. People were freaking out. Mm. Guess what? The Atkins diet freaking worked. Not only did people lose weight, people began... The, the incidence of heart disease among those same people was extremely lower. Huh. So high protein, high fat, and this is the key. If you want to get on a healthy diet, you've got to intake healthy fats. What are healthy fats? They're not Crisco, okay? They're naturally occurring fats. Lard is healthy. Bacon is healthy. Is that in moderation too? No, or is it no. See, amount? this is where that old thing. Oh, fats in moderation. No bullshit. I cry bullshit. You eat as much butter as you want. Eat two yeah. sticks of butter a day. Absolutely. Same, you will lose weight and get healthy. Isn't the same kind of conversation around salt the same way? Here's what I think about salt. The problem with salt and diet is that processed foods. In addition to sugar, contain a lot of salt. Look at the amount of salt on a bag of Doritos sometimes. Right. It's ridiculous. If you use salt to season your food, you won't have a problem. Is there a difference between salt and sodium? Well, sodium is the chemical. Salt is the mineral that it's found in. Right. So, yes, there is a difference. Like a Morton salt is made. It's, uh, was it sodium chloride that salt? Uh, Sodium chloride. Uh, so they just make that in a factory. I'd prefer to have natural salt. So I buy Morton's or whatever brand, pink uh, Himalayan sea salt. Yeah. It's not expensive either. About, it's about the same. I right? buy one of those things. And I think I do buy the Morton's brand. It's about that big, and it's pink salt. And I season everything. When I have that salad that I mentioned with eggs, avocado, chicken, olive oil, lemon juice, fresh lemon, Never use that shit in a jar. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. It's contrived. You've got to start. The first thing I encourage, you've got to start looking at your damn labels. Yeah. Look at all the chemicals that are in our food. Look, I eat natural food now. I do not eat processed foods, period. Now, I do eat, like I'll use uh, tomato paste. I use, I make a, a Vegetable, call it a chili or a curry, whatever. I mean, a ton, like broccoli, cabbage, uh, onion. Onions and garlic are great for you. Cabbage is great. Broccoli, cauliflower. Chop all this stuff up with some olive oil, garlic, and then I just start putting seasonings. But I even my spices, I look at the label. Some spices have additives. Some additives are okay. If I don't know what an additive is, I look it up. If it's a natural additive to keep a spice from caking. If it's made natural, I'm okay with that. I use stevia. Stevia is the only natural sweetener substitute 
that's health, not healthy, but it's, uh, it's made from a plant. So we talked a little bit about the aspartame, which that's what's found in equal packets, the blue yep. stuff. That stuff is poison. And you saw what it did to me. Yeah, and it was eye-opening. Uh, yeah, I was chewing the sugar-free gum. And now I still chew. I, do, I know it's horrible that I do Nicorette. But it doesn't but have aspartame in it, right? No, it's, it's flavored with, st- it's sweetened with stevia. Mm. Now it's another, they call it something, I think it's called, uh, it's something like, Toxinol or something like that. That is stevia. I had to look it up. The only gum, sugar-free gum, uh, there's Ultra and all these gums out there. If you want to choose sugar-free gum, Trident is flavored with stevia. Oh, that's a good one anyway. Yeah. So that's the only gum I will chew. Hmm. Uh, but I was chewing this other brand, and it had aspartame. I was trying to figure out. I mean, Russell, I, he'll tell you, we're doing these podcasts. I'm having these horrible. There's a point where I was worried. That I was yeah. Like, I, don't think I thought I had out. throat <laughs> cancer. <laughs> it was like a tumor yeah. I couldn't swallow. I was getting a little worried because it yeah. was like, yeah. It was and obvious. Yeah, I mean, I knew there was something wrong, but I was like, I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. But, yeah, ever. I mean, it was within a week of stopping that. We were Back to normal. Yeah. Now, oh, and the other thing I had were these horrible headaches. And I'm one of... Like I told you, some people get headaches throughout their life. My One of my good friends, Shelly Hampton, who teaches Pilates, um, told me one time, and I'm like, yeah, I took Tylenol because I'm hurt. And she goes, have you ever thought about getting to the cause of why you hurt rather than just treating the hurt? She did a great example, and, and, and many doctors in, in the holistic health field have said this. You're at a river. And there's a guy comes by, help me, I'm drowning. So you jump in and you save the guy, you pull him out. I save it. And then two seconds, you look, another guy's coming down the river, help me, I'm drowning. Jump in. The third guy comes out and you say, Do you ever think to go up the river and figure out what the hell's going on? You go up there and there's some guy that's got a chain of people and he's throwing them in the river. Yep. It's the same kind of thing. We treat the symptoms of all these diseases, diabetes. Obe- uh, which cause the fatty liver, heart disease, we treat cholesterol, the statin drugs. Have you heard of that class of drugs? It sounds familiar. They're called statin, S-T-A-T-I-N, statin drugs, and they're used to treat high cholesterol. We were told this bullshit that cholesterol was what causes heart disease. Once again, we talked about it at the start of the show. It's found in plaque, it's found in animal fats, it's found in egg yolks, high cholesterol. So people that had high cholesterol in their blood work were, were given statin drugs. Well, it turns out these drugs are dangerous as hell. They're horrible. Mm. We also found out there's two different types of cholesterol and that cholesterol is not the cause of arterial plaque. There's one type of cholesterol that is, but we know that's primarily caused by, guess what? Sugars in your diet and fat storage in your liver that turns into the bad cholesterol that causes plaque. If you cut the sugar out, so once again, to treat fatty liver, stop the intake. Then the other thing you can do is start eating the foods that actually reverse it. And one of the main things is fat. Here's, you know, my girlfriend, it's, it's been ingrained in us for 50, over 50 years, almost 75 years now that fats, even you, you just said it in moderation. Because it's ingrained. See, they've kind of shifted a little bit. Now the American Heart Association will say, eat lean meats. 
or use animal fats in moderation. I'm saying, no, that's the exact opposite. Don't eat lean meats. Eat fatty well, meats. You're not getting what you need out of the meat, really. If you're you just need the fat. The lean, you're leaving out the important part of eating meat. Well, part of the... Uh, it's I mean, you got protein, obviously, but, you know... The no, fat but the is fat the is important. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, is that you're leaving out... I don't out know if it's the most, but it's... Yes. Lean meat, you're leaving out the, the fat whole point of really eating meat, I think. Brain health. The advent of Alzheimer's and dementia is caused primarily by sugar and by the absence of these healthy fats, including animal fats. They, your brain needs these to function. And I think about my mother who died in a state she didn't know where she was, who she was, and and I told you that I was having trouble recently, just even on the podcast, how many times I'd struggle to come up with something. One of my buddies even kind of gave me shit about it. You guys didn't remember this. Right. Yeah. We confused, I know what it was, we confused Desert Storm, the first go at my high, high mooner, my buddy mooner, who, who was in the 101st Airborne and dropped into Iraq behind enemy lines between Desert Storm and then the second Gulf War. Right. We yeah. were confusing those. I'm telling you, dude, my brain health is already better. Not just the swallowing issues. My, br- I can remember shit better. Now, my mom, at my age, of course, she was drinking, and at sixty-two, she was on all kinds of drugs. Uh, she was drinking, smoking cig. She smoked cigarettes till she was seventy, probably. Yeah. But the, I think, it's more the food. I mean, we ate a lot of processed food. She, how our freezer was stocked, and they had money. My dad was a doctor, so we'd buy Stouffer's. Go look at the label of those Stouffer's packs. Yeah. Sugar. I'm telling you, it's processed foods are killing Americans, and it was a conspiracy to intentionally do it. Keyes knew that his study was flawed uh, in collaborations with the big food industries, big sugar, the FDA, the USDA, and and the NGOs were uh, regulatory captured and NGO captured. And it killed people. Now, I mean, you could you could take that a step further and look at the conversations in the World Economic Forum and the Bill Gates Foundation about what? What is their ultimate goal? To reduce the population. Yeah. Now, yeah. I'm not saying that's part of it. I'm just saying it, you know, conspiracy theorists will take it that far. But if that was their goal, they've done a damn good job because, right. I mean, we are so sick as a country right now. This latest shooting, look, 18-year-olds weren't doing this 50 years ago. There's something either in diet and or culture, and I think it's all combined. The culture, uh, I agree with someone's tweet that video games haven't helped. When you've got a first-person shooter game where you've literally got this gun in front of you and you're blowing people in the head, whether it's a zombie or whatever. certainly desensitizes you. It, It does. You know, and, and I can't imagine what that kid thought when he shot the first real person. Maybe it didn't mean I think mean he liked either. it because he did it and then drove <laughs> all the way to his school and did it more. Yeah. You don't do that and then hate it. So, my point is, wrap this thing up. Are we time-wise? Are we, oh, uh, we're over. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah, that's what I figured. That's <laughs> yeah. why. Um, it's all right. Well, this is a topic that honestly deserves a lot more attention. I mean, it's... I want to be a voice, and not on this platform. I actually have some other platforms. Just so you can join my Facebook group, which is called Getting Healthy Over 60. Mm -hmm. 
I'd uh, love to have you guys join if you're not a member, if you want. And you don't have to be 60, but if you want to get healthy, I'm constantly posting stuff like this. This episode will be posted on that Facebook group as well as the usual places. But I just think it's important, man. I have all this knowledge, and even having it, I let myself slide. Sure. Yeah. But, you know, my main thing there was alcohol because, and I use alcohol to drink in the past. Not to drink. God, that's Wow. So stupid. <laughs> use alcohol to sleep. So it yeah. was my sleep medication. And I use it to get rid of the anxieties of the world. So if I, you know, drank six beers, I wasn't worried about not having enough money or I wasn't worried about that relationship issue or that creates a nice little bubble for yeah, a while. It does. It does. But for me, particularly being where I'm at now, type two diabetes, I can't drink, period. So uh but it you know if you drink in moderation, well, that's fine. I don't care about that. Just cut the sugar. And alcohol does have sugar. so Yeah. Well, also, I've noticed that alcohol makes you a, a weaker individual. Absolutely. Kind of like if you're really disciplined. I've noticed that I can be really disciplined for a while. If I go on some bender or I drink for a couple days heavy. Yeah. My discipline is out the window. <laughs> right. I'm going back to the easiest, laziest way. It's like I've got to yeah. start over. Yeah, all the hard work I put that into you dieting built up. And, and do all that. Not only, yeah, not only do you undo it, but then your ability to continue doing it the way you were doing it before. Yeah, it definitely makes you a lazy. Part yeah. I think weed makes you lazy. Yeah, but that's my opinion. Yeah. Some people don't. I mean, but all disagree. this, of course, is an individual basis. That is true. I mean, Mike Tyson swears that weed. If he didn't smoke it, he'd be uh, just horrible person. Yeah. yeah, I can just tell you my experience. I'm not saying it's everybody's. Right, right. Yeah, for me, it just it demotivates me. I don't, I don't, I personally, I've never liked the high weed gave me. Some people like it. I've never liked it. It makes me kind of paranoid and antisocial. Same, yeah. It's fun every once in a while, but it's some not. people make them more social. I admire, like Joe yeah. Rogan. How could he oh, get God. that high and talk to someone for three hours? Yeah, I know. I would I'd be looking down. Yeah, like, and I don't know, man. That's weird. Yeah. yeah so I'm everyone's different, but the conversation. You know, and I, I just, I think it's horrible what's happening to America. And and the West, look, if you looked at the numbers for Japan, you know how we showed, Japan has embraced this Western diet, and those numbers have flip-flopped now. Mm-hmm. Now Japanese kids have type 2 diabetes. It's horrible. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I went to Italy, you notice Italy was ne- two next to Japan. And the reason, I was in Italy 12 years ago, and... I did a two-week vacation there. Rome was the only city we visited that had a McDonald's, and they only had one in the whole city of Rome. Now, it's probably changed by now. I think it's horrible. Italy, Italians eat fresh, non-processed food. That's why they were so low on the heart. Now, there are sections of Italy where obesity is rather high because they've used primarily carbohydrates. They eat a lot of pasta. So anyway, the point is, uh, if you want more information on on how to get healthy, please join my Facebook group at Getting Healthy Over 60, and feel free to reach out to me. You can always reach out. I I like to help people. Uh, The reason I do this publicly, Russell, this being that face, it holds me accountable. Uh, Yeah, that's a big part of it. Huge. This is selfish. Yeah. Not that I'm altruistic. I want to help people because it helps me. Well, you know, and if I do this publicly, look, six months from now, you and I are doing this podcast. I'm going to look like a different person. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't going to have this. I've got a whole closet full of clothes. 
I, that I bought when I was 190. I went out and spent a bunch of money. Not a bunch. It was about two grand, which is a lot for me. Uh, back when I'd gotten down to that weight, I have all those clothes. And I can't wait to wear them. There, yeah, that's another inspiration for us. Holy. All right. So, anyway, that's that's our show. We appreciate everybody. And we will do it again in a couple of days. We will see you next time.